everybody. I, uh, I feel the need, the need to find out what Tom Cruise's best movie is. Welcome to the screen test. My name's Jack Howard. I'm joined as always by the chief film critic at The Independent, Clarice Lockery. Hello. One third of the cyber nerds, Joe Akimwin. That's good. And this week we have Matt from the YouTube channel, Full Fat Videos. Show me the money, Jack. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my line. I, wa- I want a point docked. <laughs> right, that's it, Matt. You're starting on minus one. <laughs> Show me the money. But just keep saying do. it. Minus two. I'm sorry. You're starting on minus one and everybody else is on zero. Oh, no. Sorry, that's, that's just the rules. It's not your movie. There's no denying that Tom Cruise is one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Across the span of 38 years, he's made over 40 movies. And as a leading man, his films have made almost $3.5 billion at the box office. You name the genre and he's made a movie in it. Prime Video has a wide collection of some of his best, like A Few Good Men, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds and Edge of Tomorrow. Now, before we get started, I just want to let you know we've omitted Mission Impossible from the running because we've already put those movies through the screen test in our spy episode. So if you want to check that out, it's in the description below. But there's plenty of other movies to choose from. So let's get started. Uh, Matt, what, what's your sort of taste in stuff outside of the stuff that you make? I do like a wide uh, breadth of movies. Unfortunately, this week, I could have picked Magnolia. I could have picked a load of cinephile uh, movies, but I went with Veg of Tomorrow. You know, I love Jerry Maguire. I love Top Gun, but I'm sorry. It's not got a patch on the MI films. It's not got a patch on Edge of Tomorrow. Um, he's Tom Cruise, the stuntman. He's one of the greatest physical actors we've ever had. He's up there with Buster Keaton and Jackie Chan. And I feel like Edge of Tomorrow proves that. Okay. That's a, that's a very firm stance to take about Tom Cruise movies. Joe, what have you picked? Uh, I picked a movie about the best sports agent ever, Jerry Maguire. Um, I picked this movie because I feel like this is a version of Tom Cruise that I would like to see more often, where he's spreading his acting wings and showing his range, as well as um, great, great, great performances from his supporting cast and and just mixing it up a bit more than he does in Mission Impossible and Edge of Tomorrow. Grace, what have you brought to the table? Look, if I was a smart person who wanted to win this, I would have picked Magnolia because (laughs) Paul Thomas Anderson, but I am a dumb person and my little lizard brain is really obsessed with Top Gun. I'm very obsessed with Top Gun. I don't know why it's kind of not a good movie. So, First of all, before we get into it, were these easy picks? Were these obvious ones for you, the ones that you wanted to talk about? Any honourable mentions for Tom uh, Cruise movies? Uh, what came to mind is because I went back and I watched a whole bunch of Tom Cruise movies and then Magnolia popped up and I had never seen that before and I watched it. But, and I wanted to pick it, but then I was like, is this actually a Tom Cruise movie? What, because it's so, such an ensemble? Yeah, mm. and like he's just... You know what I'm saying? He doesn't carry that movie, so mm. I didn't feel like it was a real Tom Cruise movie so I didn't pick it because of yeah. that but then once I took that off the table I felt like for me it was always going to be Jerry Maguire and I would have picked Jerry Maguire even if the Mission Impossible movies were on the table that's crazy talk that's if the Mission Impossible <laughs> movies were on the table it'd be a different story completely I, I just wouldn't have, I still wouldn't have picked him I feel like <laughs> collateral as well has to be shouted out Minority Report oh yeah that too I mean he's, he's just, made oh, a lot of good ones Tropic Thunder. Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> like he's, yeah He's been in a lot of movies. He's been around. So here's how this show works. Three films go up against each other. In this case, obviously, we have Top Gun versus Jerry Maguire versus The Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, 
whatever it wants to be called now. All you need is kill. It's got an identity crisis. Mm. We put those films through a series of rounds, including cast, memorable scene, and cultural impact. And then based on your arguments, I get to decide which one's best. I get to give you some points, sometimes randomly, and with a great amount of bias, to officially decide which Tom Cruise is the best Tom Cruise movie. And Tom, if you're watching, it's all of them. <laughs> we love you. We want you to have... Come on the show. I Do feel like if Tom was watching, watching, he'd pick me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with cast. And obviously, usually, it's Tom not Cruise. all the same. <laughs> 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 so what is it about your performance from Tom Cruise and obviously the surrounding cast as well? What performance is, is the best? We're going to start with Matt. Uh, take it away with Edge of Tomorrow. Um, well, director Doug Lyman actually wanted to do this movie so badly because it was going to portray a different side to Tom Cruise. I really love him in Jerry Maguire and I really love him in Top Gun. But I feel like it's the kind of Tom Cruise performance that the Tom Cruise haters think he is, where he's like always awesome. Hollywood you know I mean? hero. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like America, like, you know, always gets the girl. He's always awesome. He always, you know, throws the punch. I'm super likable. Yeah, you know, like Tom Cruise, he's awesome. Um, whereas I feel like this movie starts off, it's the complete opposite of that. Um, we meet Major William Cage. He admits, you know, he's not a soldier. He was someone that was drafted into the military when uh, the aliens hit and the world was all, like, ushered into this war machine. Um, so he comes from, like, an advertising firm background. He's not a soldier. He actually says he's scared of the sight of blood, um, which are all, like, anti-staples in a Tom Cruise action movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's always playing, like, Jack Reacher or Ethan Hunt, where he's, like, unstoppable. But this movie completely changes that. This is the most unique Tom Cruise action role of all time because you actually get to see him progress into the person that Ethan Hunt is through this kind of like wonderful video game mechanic where he keeps waking up on the beach um, and then as the armies are storming it trying to fight these aliens he keeps getting better and better and learning different techniques to become that badass Tom Cruise we all know and I just think it's like it's such a wonderful way of doing it and of flipping what we know about Tom Cruise on its head. I think it's a genius thing to do, especially in a movie mm. like this, where he's going to be reliving the same thing over and over again, to purposefully start him in a place where we're like, I kind of want to see him go through this hell. Yeah. Like, this guy sucks. Like, he, he is basically Jeremy Maguire in the army. Like, he's just trying to talk his way out of mm. it. He thinks he's sort of better than it. And can you imagine being in the, uh, in the, uh, the group where he gets brought to you as punishment. Like he's come and he thinks that he's better than this. Mm. Of course you'd hate him. I yeah. think it's a great way to start off that film. And all the stakes are thrown against him. You know, like he gets thrown into J squads. They don't, not only do they not like him, they don't believe him. He's got no training. There's no escape. Like no matter what happens tomorrow, he is dropping on that beach. He's not a soldier. So he, he's certainly doomed. He is going to die. And of course, not only is he going to die, he's going to die again and again and again. Let's stay on the Tom Cruise chain and let's go <laughs> over to, to Joe. What is it about his performance in Jerry Maguire that you say you want to see more of from Tom Cruise? Yeah, I just feel like me coming into like Tom Cruise movies, he's always been the action guy, running, jumping, doing all these kind of things. And I feel like in Jerry Maguire, he kind of does none of these things. You know what I'm saying? Like he's dealing with a personal dilemma, professional dilemma, and um, it it gets to the point where he's has to be very vulnerable. He gets stripped down to pretty much nothing and has to kind of like build his whole life back up um, while still kind of making like the wrong decisions and just not understanding the direction he's going in. So I feel like when I watched this movie again recently, because I've loved this movie for a long time, 
maybe because you know I've got a sports background. That's why it resonated with me at a younger age. But mm. watching it recently, I've like I really appreciated how much actual acting Tom Cruise does and how believable I think he is and how heartfelt some of the scenes are. Like rom-coms aren't usually, well, they're not my thing at all. Do you know what I'm saying? But I feel like what he does in this movie is he never kind of makes it feel like that. He just lets you, you just feel like you're just watching a man's life like at this pivotal moment where he's making all of these decisions to where it's just going to guide the rest of his way. And I feel like he goes from the I'll do anything asshole sports agent at the top of the agency to the I, I'm at the bottom of the pack and and personal connection and and love are these things that I now realize are way more important than having a hundred clients and no one cares for me. And that is that is epitomized at the end of the movie when him and Cuban, Ju Cuban Gooden Jr. hug and the other sports agent, the one who stole all his why clients. Don't have, why don't we have a relationship like that? <laughs> I mean, COVID, but as soon as it's over, <laughs> sure. I've been waiting to hug you since the show started. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, where the agent who stole all of his clients, his, his client looks at him and says, yo, why haven't we got a relationship like that? Bang, and I just feel like that's, for me, that's it. That mm -hmm. encompasses the whole thing of why I love this and I think this is the best Tom Cruise movie. Can I be on brutally honest? Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't really get Jerry Maguire because to me it feels like Tom Cruise is acting in a different movie. Because obviously like he has this natural intensity to him that I think is And it's impossible. turned up in this one. In that job. In when that he keeps job, going like in that job, you need, in as as an agent, you need that energy. You need that intensity. Yeah, mm. and like, I get that at the beginning because the beginning seems like a very different movie to where it ends up. The beginning is this quite like sharp satire of the sports management world and how cutthroat it is. But then when he's having the scenes with the Nazelweger, it's like he doesn't turn it down and it always feels like to me i i get worried for her because it looks like he's about to unlock his jaw and swallow her like a snake Clarice, <laughs> i know i know what you mean because every shot of renee zellweger interacting with tom cruise is her looking at him like he's the most wonderful person who's ever walked the earth she's so deeply in love with him mm. from the start that yeah. it almost reads as kind of odd and funny that he's this sort of mess of a person who hasn't figured himself out, out yet. And I get that the point is that she can see that he's trying his mm. best, but he just seems like you get your shit together and then maybe we can be romantically involved. Yeah, there just seems to be something slightly off where I, I buy the sports management story. I don't know if I buy the romance because- I agree. There's too much. There's too much going on in that performance, and I don't know how that man falls in love. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't come across as a fifty-fifty. Oh, we both fell in love at the same time. But she's got an admiration for the gesture he did in making the memo, and she feels like she has a deep. Like she feels like she knows the real Tom Cruise. And he's just been this guy, this agent, doing all of this stuff because that's just who he's been. But in his moment of clarity, he writes the memo and that's what she connects to and that's what she falls in love with. And she becomes almost a, a vehicle helping him become that person as a whole, as well as the being 
their sports agent who's now fallen from grace and has to build his way back up. So I, for me, I, I, I feel it. It makes sense to me. And maybe we can talk about this more later, but I feel like the film itself has kind of not aged badly. I don't think it's aged, but I think it's just aged. And you've got female characters in it who are entirely defined by their relationship with men to the point where there is a group of women who get together mm. because they have had bad relationships with men the who then group. when good looking Tom Cruise walks in, they're all like, oh, like it's just a little bit like this is made by a man. This is a man in the 90s making a film and here are some angry women who just need to have a nice man turn up and then they'll feel better. It's a bit weird that when they first hook up, there's like a whole jokey thing about sexual harassment and she's like, I won't sue you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I get at the time was not, not a thing. did not mm. read as weird as it does today. Mm -hmm. But I, I do get what you mean. Like it, it feels of its time. Yes. But and I don't think it should be held against way. it. It's no. just clear, like, out of the ones that we've picked here, I mean, let's talk about Top Gun in a second. Well, yeah, I could, uh, Top Gun is also, <laughs> yeah, is very, very of its time. Let's, let's move on <laughs> to this then. What, what is it about Tom Cruise's performance in this first that you really like? What I like, I think it feels like it, this is before Tom Cruise gained any kind of self-awareness because this is the movie that made him a star. I mean, he'd, he'd done Risky Business before and, and I think Legend, but this was the one that created Tom Cruise, the movie star. And there's something very like pure about him in this movie because like he doesn't have that self-conscious, like I'm a movie star trying to, and I know that I'm famous and I know that people think I'm cool. There's a, there's a desperation to Maverick, which I really enjoy. He just really wants everyone to like him mm -hmm. and to think that he's a cool guy who looks cool on I a thought, motorcycle. But he is the cool guy. Like every single <laughs> shot, he's framed in the most awesome well, way that's possible. That's Tony Scott. Just, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's pure <laughs> Tony Scott for two hours. And I love that about it. But I think in terms of Cruise and his performance, it's just all the worst parts about Tom Cruise's filmography. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like him no. just being the cool, infallible guy. And I feel like... Both these other movies sort of walked so the Edge of Tomorrow could run in terms of what Cruise could pull off. But I think there's a there's like a sweetness to it because if you look at the shots of in Top Gun of, of when he's smiling, like it's very pure because like his his like desire the the need for speed. <laughs> like, he plays that as like. Like a sort of like just unbridled pure joy. Like he just wants to go fast because that's what makes him happy. And I feel like that feeds every layer of his performance. And I just, I just love the little moments where he's like smiling to himself or he's smiling to Kelly McGuinness. And it's like, I obviously I can't do it because I don't, I'm not Tom Cruise, but like, you know what I'm talking about, the, the Tom Cruise smile. Here it's just at its, its most. Just like I just pure. see the Ben Stiller impression in my head, <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. But that's where it comes from. It's from from Top Gun. Does anybody want to say anything about their surrounding cast? Anything about Renee Zellweger or Emily Blunt? Anything like that you want to bring up? Uh, I want to talk about Cuban Gooder Jr. I mean, he won Best Supporting Actor mm. for um, his part in this, and I think it's one of his. Uh, better roles. It's an iconic performance. Yeah, I mean, like when I watch it now, I, I'm so shocked that it's Cuban Gooder Jr. like doing this because obviously I've seen like more of his more recent movies and then going back and I, I had forgot that it was him playing a role. And with um, his wife who's played by... Regina King. Regina, Regina King. King. Thank you. I feel She's like so good. That yeah. is it, that pairing is so good because when Cuban 
uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. becomes vulnerable, she is there to empower him. And just for me as a black guy, like you don't see black relationships like that in movies, especially at that time. So I was just like, rah, this is this is so touching and, and so powerful. So I'm glad even back then he got best supporting actor for that. And it doesn't seem like the usual sort of performance that would get a, a, a best actor performance at the Academy because it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's it not doesn't like, seem conventional. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. Uh, Matt, what, anything you want to say about the cast of Edge of Tomorrow? Um, well, first off, Emily Blunt is like not only doing her best Sarah Connor impression, but like after watching Edge of Tomorrow, I'm sorry, like where's her Marvel movie? Where's mm-hmm. her big blockbuster franchise? This is her best action role as well as Tom Cruise's best action role. Um, and she eats every scene she's in. She's fantastic. Um, and she's not just the damsel in distress character. There's a great moment in the movie where Cage says, why don't you go stay in the house and there's food there and wait for me to go and come back so you know, I can be the manly action hero. And she's just like, I'm a soldier. You know, I'm not giving up. No matter how many times you say I die in this helicopter, this is who I am. Uh, it's a fantastic character. And then also, um, Sarah Connor with that James Cameron connection, we've got Bill Paxton in what I would argue is his final James Cameron role. He I never... also think it's one of my favourite Bill Paxton roles as well. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, but, it, but it completely channels... Um, his roles in, in stuff like Aliens. You know, this is the only man in Hollywood that was killed by a Predator, an alien, and a Terminator. And uh, to see those sci-fi roots come back here with him playing Sergeant Farrell, he's just hilarious every line. Like, you know, are you an American, sir? No, I'm from Kentucky. Fantastic. <laughs> I also think that Emily Blunt does excellent montage acting. The, the, the amount of time she keeps going, again, 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 and you know that in that scene, she's just been told, in this setup, you just need to act like he's done it a lot and you just need to say the word again. Yeah. And she does excellent montage acting. I would argue, I consider Edge of Tomorrow more an Ebony Blunt movie. than Because she's ding, 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 just ding, 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 so the center of attention, I think, point. as well, because we hadn't, <laughs> we hadn't really seen her do that kind of role before, so it mm. felt absolutely revolutionary. And the fact she's the full metal bitch, I love that. Okay, I'm going to bring it to an end of that round unless there was something you wanted to say about Top Gun Anthony Edwards is goose we love him we love his moustache we love Tom Skerritt's moustache Kelly McGillis is great Meg Ryan turns up she's fantastic even though she doesn't have many scenes she's like I'm Meg Ryan and I am here (laughs) Val Kilmer it is the 80s Val Kilmer chewing ice chips because he was like if I'm going to be called Iceman I'm going to do something with ice so he decided to chew on ice chips and that is Great acting choice. I love you, Val Kilmer. I am going to give full points to Edge of Tomorrow, which yes. brings your minus one up to two, Matt. Since Hell yeah. you started by referencing the wrong film. Show me the money, Jack. Stop it. <laughs> I'll do it again. Uh, and then I'm going to give two points to Jeremy Maguire and a single point to Top Gun. You might notice that my bias is against Top Gun. I'll try and keep that in check. But I don't particularly like Top Gun. I mean, that's fair. It's not a good movie. So. <laughs> so that means at this point in time, Top Gun is in last place with one point. Jerry Maguire has two points, as well as Edge of Tomorrow, which also has two points. Okay. I just want to give you a fun fact, everybody. How far Tom Cruise runs in these movies, okay? In Jerry Maguire, he runs 500 feet. I can't remember when the running scene is, but apparently he runs 500 feet. In Top Gun, it's only 496 feet because, mm. you know, he, most of the traveling in that is done by vehicle. And in Edge of Tomorrow, he runs 1,022 feet. But the clear be- winner. Because he's in the, exos- the exoskeleton, the big- he's not doing the arms. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise running it has to be essential to every film. And if, you know, 
if there's not a lot of it, I'm sorry, but it just doesn't cut the mustard. Yeah, and, and just so everyone knows, the, the most running he's ever done was in Mission Impossible 3. Remember that massive unbroken take of him yeah. running across? That was, well, not that entire take, but across that movie was 3,212 feet that he, that he ran. <laughs> he was born to run. <laughs> Why okay, is there Clarice. running in Top Gun then, Clarice? Why are they all in planes? he was also born to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's go on to cultural impact. And Clarice, what is it you want to say? Well, okay. So <laughs> when we're talking about cultural impact, like it's just the amount of it, right? Not necessarily for the greater good of humanity. Okay. Can we set these ground rules? So the ground rules are <laughs> how much influence it's had. Doesn't matter if it was good or bad. Yeah, because um, Top Gun kind of changed Hollywood in quite a bad way. <laughs> A, it was basically one of the most effective pieces of military propaganda. Yeah. There's a 500% increase Ooh. in Navy recruits. And wow. they would literally pitch outside of screenings of the film and say, hey, would you like to join the Navy? And a great fact is, though, actually within the, the Navy itself, there is a $5 fine if you ever quote Top Gun because oh. they're sick of it. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and so weird. Yeah, so that's not great. And it also established um, sort of a, a new system, I guess, where to be able to use like the, the Tomcats and the aircraft carriers and to have access to all these facilities without completely blowing the budget, they agreed, the Navy agreed that they could use those things as long as the, the Department of Defense had approval of the script. And so they made several changes to it. For example, they didn't like that the planes kept colliding in midair. So that's why when Goose dies, it's to do with the jet stream or something. I don't understand it. And that has been the pattern from now on. And many Hollywood productions will actually go to the U.S. Army get their script approval so anything negative about the u.s military is taken out and then they say okay you can use our airplanes and our, our army things so that's not great for art yes <laughs> is this supposed to be helping you win jack well, i'll judge but you as we said as we said it's, it it's, was the cultural leg i we agreed it didn't no, have we to didn't be agree. a good cultural legacy i like it when people don't always try and spin it so that it makes them look good yeah, I do appreciate that. We are talking about the impact of Top Gun. It had a huge impact. It just wasn't good. <laughs> Anything else that it did, like, in cinema yes. itself? Well, pretty much the reason Michael Bay exists, because Tony Scott established the language of, like, the empty Let's shoot everything solace. like a commercial. <laughs> commercial, yeah. Tony Scott was hired because of commercial he did, where mm -hmm. it was, like, a car and an airplane racing, and <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer was like, cool, make a movie that's that, but it's a movie. What Tony Scott did, a very positive thing, was that he changed the way that these scenes were shot by mounting the cameras actually on and inside the planes, which I think has influenced every single like scene of aerial combat since yeah. how do you feel about the upcoming sequel maverick i mean it seems like a bad idea because of the things i just said <laughs> but i watched the trailer and it looked really cool it looks like he's taking the best elements of looks mission really impossible cool. and applying it 
to Top Gun and you know Macquarie's involved I'm pretty sure Eddie Hamilton who edits the Mission Impossible movies is editing mm. Top Gun Maverick it yeah. feels like it's good and Tom Cruise is probably going to be really flying the planes he's, he's flying the planes he is so it's like I'm in I want to see that in IMAX and he, they they recreate the shot where he's on the motorcycle and the plane's taking off and that's like the best bit so <laughs> so Jack what you're saying is the best elements of Edge of Tomorrow being put into Top Gun will make Top Gun a better movie go on well, the stunts, Macquarie, who wrote yep. Edge of Tomorrow, adding all those elements in, we've immediately got a way better Top Gun movie. So what do you think like, the cultural impact of Edge of Tomorrow is then? Do you think um, it's that? Uh, well, not only did it you know, permeate the crew's Macquarie sandwich, which I love. And yes, I am literally, all about that. Yeah, I mean, they're literally taking a movie to space. So yeah, like, I think its cultural impact lies in the fact that it is the greatest video game movie of all time. Uh, not because it... Unofficially. Well, I mean... You know, I think where a lot of video game movies go wrong is they copy the aesthetics of the games. Like with the most recent Tomb Raider film, you know, they get in all like the quick time event jumps you'd see in a video game, but like it's a soulless adaptation. Whereas Edge of Tomorrow takes all the tropes from video games and puts it into an exciting action movie narrative. You've literally got not, Tom Cruise training and learning all the different beats and literally gaining XP, and it's the most satisfying way to deliver that Joe, video game narrative. Ever. What, what it's just not. It's here? just not a video game movie. Like, but it's a total video game. Movie. I agree. It, it, it is like it's not a, an adaptation of a video game, but it's going. I mean, what the, if we followed the main character in a video game and he really thought it was his reality? Female yeah. character sounds right. I mean, <laughs> we have a girl, but you can't. Any, the girl's not the main character. Any so. any movie where like what you you have to relive the day over and over again it becomes a video game movie. Like, well, I guess I guess in essence, I would argue no. that you know stuff like Groundhog Day and Time and um, also time video movie. game movies. And Palm Springs, yeah, they do have video game elements, but I think this movie is more of... We're taking the, the whole element of respawning too far. With but, but I just, think this is doing video game. No, it's it, Call of Duty. It, it's, it's not Call of Duty. It is. I think it, it fully is like doing I, the respawn. I, I, hear, I hear that, mm. but if we're going to put that to Edge of Tomorrow, then it means that for all these other movies, and, and they're not. I think Joe does agree with me. I think he's just lying for the sake of points. No, <laughs> not really, because I feel like... Um, if we're going to talk about cultural impact, I feel like Jerry Maguire out both of these movies, well, maybe not Top Gun because of the whole war propaganda thing, but actually affects more than just Tom Cruise then doing more stuff for Tom Cruise. Like, and what happens in Top Gun? Like, obviously you're saying that he's going to take the Edge of Tomorrow stuff and put that into, and Mission Impossible and put that into the Maverick movie. In Jerry Maguire, it kind of led the way, firstly with all of the pop culture references, show me the money, you complete me, help me help you. Yeah, I mean, you had Joker me hello. says that to Batman. Yeah, all, all, all of this stuff, there's all of that, but then it's also the impact of shows that have now come out in, in, in the wake of Jerry Maguire, like Ballers, like Entourage, where you're meeting these agents, like Ari Gold in Entourage is, Jerry Maguire Evil before Jerry he Maguire. gets fired. <laughs> yeah. As well as that, you get Tom Cruise doing more stuff that you're just, he's just not known for. Like I, I am with the jumping off buildings and running, but I just feel like seeing him, <laughs> seeing him do, seeing him be emotional, That's his Twitter see, bio. See, seeing, <laughs> seeing him fall in love with a little kid. Yeah, um, man. Like I. I just, I think that's great, especially coming from someone like him who's not known for it. And I feel like he should do more of it. And when we was all talking about Magnolia at the beginning of the movie, that's got nothing to do with um, action hero stuff. Like 
that that is a part of Tom Cruise that I feel like today we are definitely missing. And I hope there's a Jerry Maguire sequel or something. <laughs> there's something where he gets to, you know, stretch his acting wings again. I think I, when he becomes too old to do the action stuff, I think he'll revert back to that sort of like 90s cruise interview of a vampire, like doing all these weird, interesting things. You say roles. that, I just don't know if he's going to make it. I feel like he's going to... Oh, Something's going to happen. Oh, this got or, dark. or he'll do Real it quick, for real Jack. in a movie for the sake of the movie. <laughs> like, this is how I want to go, everyone. And no one will be able to stop him. He's going to fight a bear. Sorry, let's go back to a previous episode. Why do you always get him to fight a bear? <laughs> because I know he's going to lose. It's the one thing he can't do. Fight a bear. <laughs> I think, Joe, I'm going to give you the full points for cultural impact because I think that in the term of, in movie world, the amount of quotes that came from Jerry Maguire, like the amount of things like that, that, that people don't even know that they came from. You, you had me at hello and you complete me alone. People might even be like, whoa, that's from Jerry Maguire. Yes, that's, that's where that's from. It's amazing. And then I think two points to uh, Top Gun because I thought you argued that very, very well. The idea that even though it's not positive, it's, 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 pretty, it is, it's an impact. Pretty it, insidious, it but did it. it happened. It happened. <laughs> and that leaves one point for Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, so at the end of that round, Jerry Maguire is leading with five points and Top Gun and the Edge of Tomorrow are neck and neck with three points each. Let's move on to the next round, which is memorable scene slash scenes. This is an opportunity to talk about anything that you think stands out alone in your movie. I'm going to come straight to Edge of Tomorrow because I think there's a lot to talk about <laughs> in here. Which one are you... Are you going to pick one? Or are you going to pick a few? Um, well, it's kind of one in the same, isn't it? Like, I went to pick the beach scene. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, as I was going through my notes before we came to the show, it's like, oh, is that little moment in that beach scene? Or is it in the third beach scene? You know, like, it all gets so wonderfully jumbled together. Um, but I picked... Uh, for the first memorable scene, the very first time Cage drops on the beach. Um, because as I said earlier, everything's against him. And then when it drops down, th this, this whole movie is a masterclass in action editing because the clarity that you're given in those early setups, like, you know, um, uh, Kimmel, when he's crushed by the helicopter, we see that. We see uh, Emily Blunt's character, Rita, coming out and joining the battle. We see J-Squad end up um, in that kind of, like, crater. And we're, we're given all these, like, little pieces of geography so that when we go back and reset the day, we know instantly what's going to happen. We know what Tom Cruise has got to overcome. Like, and I just think that first scene and establishing all those rules and establishing where everyone is, um, it, it, it does so much in such a short space of time and it does it in such a way that the audience isn't even aware it's happening because they're not even aware of the payoffs until like four loops in when he finally saves Kimmel and like pushes him out of the way you're like oh sweet I think that build up as well when he's in the plane and he doesn't know how to turn the safety off his gun mm. I mean again just like just a, an amazing piece of information just to give to you that just creates tension mm. it feels like he's about to go on a roller coaster and he's not ready and he's like oh no I, I didn't realize what i signed up for and just when the ground is opening up underneath him mm. there's just this sense of dread that you feel as an yeah. audience like even though you know the concept of the movie going in there's it feels like very real stakes mm. oh, it's a perfect war movie because you feel like even in his mech suit with all his, his guns and abilities that you know anyone can go at any moment you know you're, you're dropping into you know, essentially saving Private Ryan. Anyone could get shot through the head at any moment. Um, he doesn't feel like, again, the typical Tom Cruise where he's just going to storm the beach and, you know, the, the day will be saved. You are fully watching it, expecting him to die. I also want to add in one, I'm going to help you out a little bit with something that I love in the movie, where 
there's a moment when they get further than they've ever got and you feel like you're still with Tom Cruise's character, like he's your perspective on, on what's going on. And it feels a little bit like the movie's about to sag. Like it's about to be like, oh, so it's not going to reset anymore. And mm -hmm. we've kind of like, we've played out that concept and now it's just going to play out for the rest of the movie. Bit boring. And then it flips you and all of a sudden you're in Emily Blunt's perspective and she's like, how many times have we been here? How many times have we done this? And that moment, is, it plays like a twist. Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm so annoyed with you right now because I wrote this all down and this was going to be my big moment. Go um, ahead, take it off. You've, set you've you said up. it all now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I completely agree you with you. You can go back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the next loop, I'll know you're going you to say <laughs> it, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I love that shift in perspective, the way like the movie has the confidence to jump around in the edit and jump around in time and it just knows the audience is going to come along. Like, you see the first couple of loops one after the other and then you're given little, little hints and details um, as his skills grow that, oh, we must have missed like five loops for him to do that trick, right? And we must have missed like 10 loops here, blah, 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 blah. And then when we get to that farmhouse scene, uh, you're right, that's such a, it's such a brilliant moment because we're so attuned to, this is from Cage's perspective, this is, all, this is all through him, and then suddenly, oh wait, what would this feel like through Emily Blunt's eyes? This would be a really weird experience because obviously he knows how many... Uh, sachets of sugar to put in my coffee and all these different things and then suddenly it dawns on her oh why are you keeping me here mm -hmm. there must be a reason why you don't want me to get in that helicopter and then of course it reveals character because Cage's char Cage has to admit uh, you know the only reason I'm keeping you here is because essentially because I love you and I don't want you to die and if we win today and you die here that means the day won't reset so you'll stay permanently dead and I can't have that happen no matter what uh, it's a fantastic scene alright let's move on to Jerry Maguire. What are the memorable scenes from that that you want to talk about? I mean... Show me the money! <laughs> there you go. I mean, um, we started off the show with show me the money and I feel like that's just one of those scenes that has transcended the movie. People are aware of that. And that uh, scene goes further than you remember as well. Like, yeah, I thought it was just show me the money. Yeah, when I watched it back, I was like, oh, this is actually so much better than just show me the money. Like, <laughs> it, it really goes in. And I love that. I just love that scene for what it does for Tom Cruise's character. Like, he's, he's losing all his clients. He's at... He's not at breaking point, but the lights, all of the lights on his phone are still flashing and he's losing the client one by one, but he's like, I've got to get this guy. And then on the other side, you've got a disgruntled, a disgruntled client who's been with Jerry Maguire for a couple of years and has never got what he believes is the best out of that relationship. So he's like making him beg, do you know what I'm saying? To, to keep him there. And I feel like that's what then drags out that, emotion out of Tom Cruise that show me the money. The wide shot of um, Tom Cruise in the office screaming, show me the money and everyone looking into the office like he's a madman. I just feel like that's just beautiful. Um, so I loved everything about that. There's another scene that no one will probably ever talk about ever, but it's after the football game when Cuban Gooder Jr. comes out and he's talking to um, Tom Cruise's character and they're talking about like, why are you here at the game? And like, I feel like that's when they have their first argument and realize that they're actually friends. And, and I feel like that's just a big turning point in the movie for Tom Cruise's character. And I felt like it's just really emotional and I, and I really understood it and I liked it. And I was just like, this, like, this is sick. And I, I really feel like when I, watched, when I re watched 
Jerry Maguire that I just fell in love with this movie all over again. And I feel like that Tom Cruise there in that moment is a Tom Cruise that I don't get to see enough. Clarice, famous scenes from Top Gun. Um, baby oil topless volleyball. All right, and at the end of that round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think part of the reason I am so fascinated with Top Gun is the like very famous, like it's so 80s and such a commodification and sexualization of the male body that it is intensely homoerotic, but mm -hmm. potentially not aware of it, even though like every time any of them have a conversation in the locker room, it's like, dick first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just fascinating and there's so many like when i love when goose dies and maverick is in mourning <laughs> when we meet him he's in the bathroom just he's only got his tidy whities on <laughs> and he's staring at himself in the mirror just like beset with grief because his best friend died but he looks and he, great and he doesn't feel like wearing any clothes right now <laughs> Like, that's what I love about Top Gun. It's like, I, I don't even care that much about the aerial fights. I think they are actually quite well shot for the time that it was and the technology that they had to create those dogfights. I just love, just love the weird little details that are just, you just go, why did they make that decision? Why do they keep talking about butts all the time? Why do they, when they seduce Kelly McGillis, they do it by karaoke? <laughs> What a weird way to seduce a woman to get every uh, Navy guy in the bar to sing that loving feeling to a strange woman. And they all know the words because apparently this is something that happens frequently. That's how we all do that as guys. We get together and we, oh, you want to, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a musical number to try and swear on side. It happens a lot. <laughs> Just love it. Just not recently because there's been a pandemic. Like we haven't been but able to normally, do it. Just that, lost that love and feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that is, are those all the ones you want to point out? Oh God, there's there's so many. I mean, mostly the volleyball. I love the, and I love that he plays the volleyball. So he's late for his date with Charlie, with Kelly McGillis, because he's playing volleyball in his jeans. Why is he wearing his jeans? Topless, but with jeans. And then he turns up late to her house for their date. And the first thing he says is, can I have a shower? And she says, no <laughs> so they have dinner and it looks like they're about to hook up and then maverick goes i'm gonna go take a shower and leaves her and it just <laughs> seems like he doesn't actually want to be with her because he wants to weird... be oiled up playing volleyball he wants to be oiled up playing volleyball playing with the boys <laughs> although i think it would be wrong not to mention the silhouetted sex scene from top gun the tongue there's so much tongue uh yes. so i was kind of hoping to not bring it up because okay. i don't like thinking about that scene it's really <laughs> weird and again i this is what i just love about top gun it's such a perfect artifact of what i imagine it was like living in the 80s all right is there anything else anybody wants to add about memorable scenes before i round up the points uh, if we're going for points i'd like to chuck in as many as possible go ahead um the other thing I really, really wanted to mention was when Cage stops the entire plot for a scene and he just goes to the pub. It's a scene that in like any other action movie would have been cut for pacing issues, but here it's in all its glory and it's one of the most crucial scenes in the movie. He just decides, I don't want to keep getting squashed and burned and beaten. I'm I want to go, a day off. Yeah, I want a day off. And also, if we're tying back into performance, 
uh, Cruz gives my favourite reaction of the movie. He's sort of saying to everyone, you know, they, they don't know. It's dramatic irony for the audience. Aren't you supposed to be on that beach? Yeah, I've been on that beach time and time again. Like, I should be there right now, you know. <laughs> I'll be one of the first ones to die. And then, like, he's joking about it. And the old guy next to him just goes, coward. And the way he reacts to that, he is so hurt from the fact that he has done so much, he's gone through so much pain, and no one's even there to, to, to praise him. And it also ties into his wonderful arc across the movie of, again, comes from an advertising firm, ends the movie with J-Squad and Bill Paxton and all these other people not knowing that he saved the world. And it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Okay, yeah. but does he do a high, low high five? Uh, I'm sure he does at some point. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's what I'd like him to do high, after he comes and then in. they go low. And sees Renee Zellweger and he goes, you complete me. That was a great impression, man. High five. That was <laughs> seriously... Do you think you could do that again? Like, catch that lightning in a bowl? Look, I understand that you're giving me compliments because you're looking for points. <laughs> <laughs> and flattery does help. So I'm going to give you three points uh, for Edge of Tomorrow. I genuinely think it has some of my favourite moments Show out me of the all money. these films. Uh, two points to Jerry Maguire and a single point. Lonely little points. Your ego's writing checks that your body can't cash. Oh, well. I didn't even bring up that line, even though it's genius. We didn't even really talk <laughs> about You Complete Me, either. We didn't. Just feel the need for speed. You can so be my quotes. wing time. Wing what, do you, what do you think the best Tom Cruise quote is out of all the movies? Show me the money. It's got to be up there, yeah. yeah. Show me the money. Feel the need for speed. <laughs> Show me the money. I do like Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise playing Austin Powers in Goldmember and saying, shall we shag now or shall we shag later? That is one of the best Tom Cruise lines. <laughs> At the end of that round, Jerry Maguire is in the lead with seven points. Edge of Tomorrow just behind with six, and Top Gun trailing behind with four points. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and now we're going into the IMDb rating round. So what order do you think they're going to land in? What do you think your chances are of being on the top? Where Not do you think good. they're going to land? No? <laughs> It's fine. I knew it wasn't going to win. I just wanted to pick Top Gun because I enjoy the, the silliness. And I like the personal touch. Joe, where do you think that Joe Maguire is going to land? Oh, this is tough. Um, I've got a feeling it's going to come in last. Just do you think? I mean, I think that like, Top Gun is yeah, a Yeah, I think Top Gun's probably a little bit... But it's not a good movie. It's not no. good. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think people know that. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I'll go... I'm, um, I'm going off Jack's energy. I'm going to go Jerry Maguire, Edge of Tomorrow, Top Gun. Matt, what do you think? See, I think Edge of Tomorrow is going to be last because like, it didn't do too well at the box office. I feel like but those think, other two movies, like, I mean, they're really people big. Like really well people like it. People like it. Yeah. And it's like one of those ones as well that's like people call it an underrated movie as well. And mm. I think those movies tend to get rated up higher. I do think as well, like... Uh, in terms of ratings on IMDb, the more recent the film is, it does have an advantage. Yes, um, that is true. So, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll put my chips down. I'll say it's first. But all right. Yeah. Let's go with the one we all know is going to be last. <laughs> Alexa, Imagine if it's nine. Tell me the IMDb <laughs> rating for Top Gun. One review. Top Gun has an IMDb rating of 6.9 out of 10. 6.9. That's fair. Just going to go ahead and give you one point. <laughs> Alexa, tell me the IMDb rating for Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire has an IMDb rating of 7.3 out of 10. 7.3. You happy with that? Yeah, I'll take my two points, though. Do you reckon that's a second place <laughs> one? Yeah. All right. Alexa, tell me the IMDb rating for The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow has an IMDb rating of 7.9 out of 10. So that means that Edge of Tomorrow gets three points. 
Jerry Maguire gets two points and Top Gun gets one point. And guys, you're not going to believe it. We've got a tie. We've got a tiebreaker. <laughs> Obviously, Creed can step down. Top Gun's got five points. Jerry Maguire and The Edge of Tomorrow both have nine points each. <laughs> right, okay, guys. So we have a tiebreaker. And in order to do that, what we're going to do is we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. And you're going to do a closing statement for me of why I could give you the... Green Test Award. Why do you deserve this? And you can use whatever arguments you want. You can talk about the film more or you can appeal to me. Whatever you want to do. Clarice, who do you think should go first? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm don't sorry. join in. <laughs> I don't know. Me. Me, should I get a second shot for Top Gun? <laughs> okay, go on then. No. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I just asked you to ask, which, who should go first? Joe. Right. Are you ready, Joe? Yeah. Alexa, put 30 seconds on the clock, please. 30 seconds. Starting now. I think no matter what happens, uh, Jerry Maguire will be remembered way longer than Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow ends up being uh, the same Tom Cruise saves the day movie, while Jerry Maguire is an exploration into character, love and sports. Um, Jerry Maguire has some of the most memorable quotes that will go down in history and that have impacted movies upon movies upon movies like The Dark Knight, which is one of the greatest movies of all time and will continue to do it. And I just want Jack to know that you complete me. You know what? That's going to be tough to beat. (laughs) That was both informative about the movie and also complimentary. And maybe we should have a little bit of a chat after the cameras are off, Joe. Maybe. (laughs) Okay, Matt, are you ready? Yeah. Can I trash the other two movies in this 30 seconds? You can do whatever you want. Top Gun. Top Gun's gone. That would be a waste of time. Talk about Top Gun. Top Gun I'll just do for fun. (laughs) Alexa. Put 30 seconds on the clock, please. 30 seconds. Starting now. Edge of Tomorrow is the greatest movie of all time. We all know that. It's better than Citizen Kane. It's better than Star Wars. It's better than The Godfather. It is the greatest movie of all time. It's the number one movie at the box office. It'd be Avatar. Um, Tom Cruise was knighted afterwards. Like, we all know these facts. And um, Jack, you also said that I could appeal to you personally. So, Jack, you look fantastic today. Thank you. Um, Really just, you know, making it all work. And, um, yeah, just a charming and overall lovely person to be on a podcast with. And Edge of Tomorrow is also great. Some of the best action editing of all time. Could have come out in the 80s starring old Schwarzenegger. Uh, that's it. Oh, we're done. <laughs> Matt, I mean, I've just got to commend you for just, just lying. <laughs> you just, just use lying as a, a, as a technique there. Much like Jerry, I'll do anything to keep my clients. <laughs> i tell you what, I personally prefer Edge of Tomorrow. I think Edge of Tomorrow is a better film. I like that it uses... Tom Cruise in a way that you're not used to in the modern movies. I think some of the action in it is as good as Mad Max Fury Road and doesn't get the acknowledgement that it deserves. What you just said about action editing and you know cinematography and the way it uses geography, all of that is amazing. I love a time loop movie. But Joe, you argued that really well. Show me the money. I love black people. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to award like the I'm screen test award something. to Jerry Maguire. And Joe, your argument, your final closing statement did that. So I'm going to hand that to you now. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here's the money. <laughs> <sighs>
<laughs> Listen, I just want to thank my agent, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and for everyone out there, just, just know, just know, this is for you. Show okay. me the money. So there we go. Jerry Maguire is officially the best Tom Cruise movie ever made. And if this episode has you screaming, show me the movies, get yourself onto Prime Video right now because they have loads of Tom Cruise movies, including Collateral, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds, A Few Good Men, and Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. So you're spoilt for choice. Next week, we have comedian Alistair Beckett-King here to fight for his favorite horror movie. So we'll see you then. Okay, bye. Ha 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 ha!